Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Jonathan All. Most Illinois teachers feel parents and administrators support the state's efforts to teach students about racially inclusive history. Parents and administration are generally supportive, so that while there may be naysayers, while there may be resistance, there's also a, a large body and community of support. More on how prepared teachers feel to teach this history, that's coming up on The Gateway. After nine years of legal fights, the city of Ferguson has settled a class action lawsuit over its municipal court practices. A federal judge yesterday gave preliminary approval to a $4.5 million payout. About 15,000 people who were jailed in the city between February of 2010 and December of 2022 are eligible for compensation. The suit against Ferguson was one of seven filed by the nonprofit legal firm Arch City Defenders that challenged the practice of keeping people in jail simply because they could not pay traffic fines or fees. Ferguson was the last city to strike a deal, and the settlement does not include an admission of wrongdoing. The federal judge still needs to approve the agreement. Once that happens, the court will mail checks to a person's last known address. The number of pedestrians, bikers, and drivers in St. Louis killed in traffic crashes has skyrocketed over the last few years. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on one alderwoman's plan to try and get ahead of the issue. Alderwoman Kara Spencer's bill adds detail to the definition of reckless driving. But it also gives police the authority to immediately put a boot on a car when the driver has been pulled over and ticketed for reckless driving. Spencer of the 8th Ward says it's a better solution than sending someone to jail. Right now, when a police officer pulls someone over, they're giving them a ticket, but they're going about their merry way, really, at the the end of the day. What we want to do is stop the vehicle. Pedestrian safety advocates say the bill will lead to more cars being abandoned in locations that could block pedestrian access. They are also concerned the language will not hold up in court. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's candidates flocked to Jefferson City to file for state-based offices. Yesterday marked the first day of a roughly month-long filing period where people can run for federal, statewide, and state legislative offices. Republicans have been dominant over the past few election cycles in Missouri, but Democrats like state House aspirant Ray Reed of Brentwood say his party can make some inroads in November. And I'm really excited to bring the issues that matter most to my community and my generation with me. Uh, fighting for them um, in Jeff City. Missouri's primary is on August 6th. Thousands of students in the St. Louis Public School District were left without a way to and from school after bus drivers didn't show up to work on Monday and Tuesday. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wembley has more. Nearly 100 bus drivers called off sick after a diesel mechanic at the Missouri Central Bus Company said he found a noose near his workstation last week. The incident allegedly happened after the worker had a disagreement with his supervisor about fixing the brake systems on some school buses. St. Louis Public School officials say 56 bus routes were left uncovered due to the internal driver dispute, leaving thousands of kids without rides to and from school. Officials at Missouri Central Bus say they have a zero-tolerance policy for racism and discrimination. They plan to hire a third-party investigator to look into the matter. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. Two St. Louis area school districts are getting almost $16 million for electric school buses. The Ferguson-Florissant School District is one. 
it will purchase 16 electric buses through the Environmental Protection Agency's Clean School Bus Program. Superintendent Joseph Davis says this program is especially important for communities of color that have been disproportionately affected by pollution. By phasing out older diesel buses, we are taking proactive steps to improve air quality and mitigate environmental impacts for the benefit of all. This initiative is funded by the bipartisan infrastructure law. The EPA plans to spend $5 billion on electric buses through the program. The St. Louis region set a new record high for the month yesterday. St. Louis saw a high of 86 degrees, which broke both the day's and month's record high. This was the second day in a row to break a daily heat record in St. Louis. The previous record for a February high was 85 degrees set in 1972. Both Quincy and Rolla also broke heat records yesterday. In 2021, Illinois became the first state to require public schools to teach Asian American history. That was on top of teaching the history of LGBTQ people, black people before enslavement, and the Holocaust. So how are teachers doing? Emily Hayes spoke with University of Illinois education professor Asif Wilson, who has been studying this question. He leads the state's five-month course for teachers on the requirements. You will have a study out soon on where teachers started with the I-3 training, which stands for Inclusive Inquiry-Based Social Studies for Illinois. Can you tell me about your preliminary results? Teachers generally feel prepared to meet the calls of the inclusive American history mandates, all of them, um, no matter how old or new. However, there are a number of teachers that feel unprepared. And so until every teacher feels prepared, that means that students aren't gaining access to those critical inclusive learning experiences in schools. And given that teachers are the main conduits of those learning experiences, this is not to penalize them or scrutinize what teachers are doing. I think they're under an immense amount of pressure, but that more work needs to be done from translation of legislation to practice. Is there a bias between teachers who have wanted to sign up for this and teachers who may not be interested in signing up? Do you think that this survey represents teachers as a whole across Illinois? Certainly, we have teachers who are interested, if not engaging already, in inquiry-based and inclusive practices. I I do think, however, and this is um, informal, just conversations with teachers around why they got involved in this, it's because we're, we're they're getting paid for professional learning, which is nice. It's it, we're not paying them a, 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 any sort of high number. They only get paid four hundred fifty dollars, and it's months. It's five months of intensive work, so it's not a lot of pay. But the pay is the initial carrot, right? And I think there's professional development hours. Teachers have to do twelve a year, and then I think once they get in the professional learning experience, it's a quality, well designed professional learning experience that engages them in the sort of preparation for, for this sort of stuff. I, I think that um, also the, the standards in social science have created a, a milieu of there's something out there. <laughs> I think that's where we're at, you know? There's something new out there. Some people are moving close, moving towards that newness at different rates. And I think that's um, created some curiosity in people um, to get involved in professional learning. 
I think the impression that a lot of us have is that outside of Chicago, there's a lot more pushback from parents and administrators to teachers who might want to teach more about inclusive Black history or Asian American history. Was that true in the surveys? So out of the 600 or 600 plus survey responses that we received, we found that both um, administration, as we wrote in the survey, school district, school and district administration, and parents and families were generally supportive of both inquiry-based learning in social science and inclusive history in social science. And so this might, you know, butt up against, it doesn't negate the communities that are resistant to these, these sorts of learning experiences. I'm not saying that they don't exist, but the survey data that we, we received illuminated that parents and administration are generally supportive. So that while there may be naysayers, while there may be resistance, there's also a, a large body and community of support for both inquiry-based learning and inclusive American history and elementary. That was Asif Wilson, a curriculum and instruction professor at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. Thank you for talking with me. Thanks for having me. Take care. I'm Emily Hayes. That piece came to us from member station WILL in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.